old men rolling dice. Everyone is welcome at our table. Nostalgia is what we do. Hey, this is Jeremy with Old Men Rolling Dice, and I'm joined by my co-host. This is Jason. <laughs> Jason. And uh, and we're back for season three of Old Men Rolling Dice. We're going to be changing up our format a little bit. We're also trying to make some technical improvements so that we sound better. We're going to shorten our format. That's the real big thing. Like if you've listened to Old Men Rolling Dice in the past, our podcast probably comes in about just under an hour. Generally. Mm -hmm. And we're and that included interviews or live plays, whatever it was we were doing. But this year, I mean, our live plays are going to stay at an hour because it's just the easiest way to put it out to our listeners. You know, there would be a lot of sessions if we if they were only 20 minute <laughs> live plays or something. So we're going to keep the live plays at an hour, maybe a touch over an hour, like an hour and 15. It all depends where there's like a good place to say, yeah, we can end the session there. A lot of times there's a natural rhythm to a live play game and you just yeah. know when the starts and stops are. Yeah. Or, you know, and on a funny note or anyways. And then our other uh, formats, like our interviews that we've done in the past, we are shrinking them. We're trying to make them more bite-sized, get them down to about 15, 20 minutes at the most. In season one and two, we just sort of grabbed topics that we felt were interesting to talk about. And we found a guest usually that was appropriate. And then we mm -hmm. went for it. Uh, this year, we've got sort of three, three shows I think so. I think it's one of those things where it's sort of evolved over the last couple of years. I think, and I think anybody that works on a project like this um, falls into this this sort of situation eventually, where maybe your original vision for what you're going to do sort of evolves as you um, sort of wade into it and get a feel for it. And I think we've really enjoyed the interviews. It's been fantastic to meet so many people and hear mm -hmm. different perspectives on some really relevant topics yeah. that we wanted to continue that. Um, and try and get as many people uh, sort of on the podcast as possible. So for those of you that have listened to us before, that's sort of the changes that you're going to be. We're, we're going to give it to you in bite-sized chunks. Give it to you. There we go. <laughs> so immature. Uh, and, uh, and then our live plays will continue to be the length that they've always been. If you've never listened to Old Men Rolling Dice before, I would direct you to check us out on Instagram, on uh, YouTube, and on Twitch. On Twitch, you'll find us, though, under DM underscore Jeremy. That may change this year. We may rebrand that channel to Old Men Rolling Dice. Uh, it was sort of around before Old Men Rolling Dice, and we just started using it. This really has become sort of a collection of sort of side projects sort of pulled under one umbrella. So, yeah. And yeah. It's, been, it's been nice to sort of bring everything together and see what it looks like collectively. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, you talked about growth and, and just sort of natural change from season one to season two. There was a fair amount of that massive. And then in season, you know, in season three, we hope to really polish this turd that we have here. Right. <laughs> I, I think so. I think <clears throat> I'm super excited about season three. I think it's really I'm, I hate to say that we've hit a level of maturity, but I think it's just sort of having a really solid game plan. And um, having listened to a lot of other podcasts, you start to get a feel for what's working for other people yeah. and uh, you get inspired by them. I agree. I agree. So let, let's talk about those shows. So the first mm. show that we're going to be doing is... We love this one. Uh, Geek on the Borderlands. Geek on the Borderlands, which is, of course, an homage to Keep on the Borderlands. And we're going to talk to players, GMs, uh, about their 
sort of their origin stories. How did they go from being a borderline geek to full-blown geek playing Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, tell right. us about the steps, right? Like where your where your session zero was. Like who who where when and how did you get introduced to the world of tabletop role playing games? Yeah. For you and I it was both Dungeons and Dragons. And and we I don't know, maybe we'll do a session zero for ourselves when we get invited on other podcasts to talk about stuff inevitably the hosts of that podcast ask us about our origin story which is why i think we decided to do this project i mean like it, it's a question that comes up all the time and it seems to be a topic people are interested in and everybody has a really neat story when they talk about their origins like it's not like you're going to get just sort of the bland story everybody remembers it fondly it seems yeah and the ones that i enjoy the most are ones that didn't start with dungeons and dragons we've talked about that the sort of the gateway of board games and uh the 1980s choose your own adventure style books i know so many people that that was sort of the first steps into uh leading into the role-playing game and occasionally we find those i'm going to call them enigma players that enter the game through like call of cthulhu with nothing wrong with Call of Cthulhu, but an interesting place to start as opposed to Dungeons and Dragons or Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay or Palladium role-playing games. I mean, the, these, are, these are all, you know, different, valid, but really different because, I mean, I think the majority of Dungeons and Dragons players would now tell you that they entered 5th edition uh, through a through a stream or a web show or a podcast. No, which is crazy because I mean, that's to think about when we were growing up and when we got into the game to imagine being sitting here all these years later and realize that there's a major form of media that is introducing your hobby to people that would have seemed unbelievable back Mm -hmm. in the early 80s. It's really good, actually. The fact that we grew up in a time when there was a lot of stigma about the game, negative stigma, not positive stigma. We're talking negative stigma about the game. And had we had the ability to let people into our world through, you know, watch this video of us playing and or watch this video of so-and-so playing and you're going to get an idea of what Dungeons and Dragons is all about would have been so much cleaner than the way we had to introduce people to the game. Not just that. I think just even learning the game ourselves. I mean, I remember stumbling through the rules. I mean, it wasn't a game like any game you'd played before. And to try and wrap your head around these sort of uh, concepts that weren't physically on the table, right? They were sort of theater of their mind concepts was really tough. And I think it would have been a great learning tool back then. Just think right now, if you have a rule question, you can literally jump on Twitter, send a message to Jeremy Crawford, the designer of fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons, and he can answer you. That kind of direct connection to the developer would have been unheard of. Like you had to write a letter to Dragon Magazine and hope the editor, who I'm sure got thousands of letters, took your question and put it out there for, you know, Gary Gygax or Monty Cook or any of the other previous sort of edition creators um, yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Yeah, there was definitely, I think it's definitely <laughs> led to a, what we would call homebrewing now. But back then, I think just uh, stumbling with the rule set probably yeah. ended up uh, creating a series of tables that were vastly different. And you and your friends would come up with a set of rules that worked for you. But then if you went to, let's say you were fortunate enough to go to a convention or something, they're not playing your rules there. No. <laughs> anyway, so that's Geek on the Borderlands. It's going to be it's going to be interviews with people about how they got into role-playing games. What's, a, what's our second one? Uh, this one comes around um, because as we've started gaming, 
uh, we've really started looking back at sort of the origins of the game. We've discovered and started talking a lot about Appendix N, and we're going to explain that in a minute. But uh, we're going to call this little uh, gem Unearthed Inspiration. And yes. it's about bringing something to the table that inspires your game that isn't a uh, uh, an official Dungeons & Dragons book. That's uh, right. That's right. So like a novel? A movie. Comic book? Television series. <laughs> Podcast. Video game. <laughs> The list goes on and on. It's fantastic. Third, a third-party book would be acceptable, I love but we're gonna that. we're gonna try to stay away from like the Wizards of the Coasts sort of library. I think, and it's not because we don't like that library. We do love that library. It's people are already aware of that library. If you're gaming right now in Fifth Edition, you already know about those books. Yeah. What we want to do is sort of interview people, uh, game masters, dungeon masters. And ask them about sort of like something else that you would love to tell somebody about. Like, hey, yeah. bring a little bit of this into your game. It has really uh, upped the creativity of and, our game. And the hope is that we can get really specific on those interviews. Like, not just sort of vague, oh, you know, I love Bram Stoker's Dracula. And this is how I brought it into my game. I, you know, I use dark, broody, mooding and mooding. What am I saying? A dark, broody, brooding. I'm done. Jeremy, cut that. <laughs> You'll never hear this. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> probably will hear it uh, but like a dark brooding game gothic horror you know these sorts of things are all good but i want something more concrete i want something more specific i want something that's drawn right from that that source of inspiration and how you utilized it directly i think you'll get that from some game masters i think some of them are oh, really really we're, specific we're gonna get it from them <laughs> if we have to tie them up and beat them with a stick the, the concept that dungeons and dragons didn't just drop out of the air and land on the ground is it as a finished product. The fact that there was a massive amount of research that went into building this, maybe taking a look at sort of what an updated list will mean, because the original Appendix N is fantastic and yeah. there's a lot of great stuff on it. And and for those that don't know, Appendix N was in the back of the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide. And it was essentially Gary Gygax's sources of inspiration, books that he had read that sort of fit into what a Dungeons and Dragons world would be like. Uh, so that's that, that's sort of where our inspiration is coming from for this is like, what sources are you using to bring your game to life? Yeah, I think it's time for an update. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm super excited because once again, just like origin stories, everybody loves talking about the things that inspire their games. I think that, that you're never getting a dull conversation there. People are really no. passionate about this. And it sort of spurs your own inspiration. Like, I never thought about bringing X to the table. Yeah. There's a lot of really great stuff out there. And a lot of things have happened in our hobby and in related social media or media type uh, venues yeah, that sure. um, I think people could really, really, uh, oh man, now I'm stumbling on my words, <laughs> <laughs> that the people could really benefit from hearing about. Okay, so let's move on to our, fi our final sort of show that we're going to do, which is, which is still a, a working title. But uh, we're calling it the World Builder Survival Guide. And you and I are going to talk about, we're not going to have a guest on that show. That's just going to be you, Mano a Mano. <laughs> I, and I think we've been looking for a project like this. And this is, I think this is a neat topic in that I think that everybody out there right now who's a newer player, or a lot of people are, have bought a book and bought, you know, your starter set and you've run through it. And then you buy another color glossy adventure uh, book and you start running that and then it, at a certain point in time I think most game masters reach that point where they want to start telling their own story it's it's one thing to buy a book and narrate it it's another thing to write your own book well and I I really I want to talk about like how is your world different from sort of Faerun from uh uh Greyhawk 
And if it's not that different, then maybe you don't need to homebrew a new world. Right. I mean, and I think it's one of those things. There's there's a different, there's a scale. There's a different level of homebrew. A lot of times, I think for a lot of um, sort of newer players and new Dungeon Masters, it starts off with sort of a unique NPC and yep. maybe a, a, a special setting or your descriptions start getting more elaborate. Taverns. Oh my, we should do a whole thing just on taverns. I mean, just, just starting your adventure in a tavern, which a lot of people will shake their finger at. I say to those people, uh, up, up your nose with a rubber hose. Uh, nothing wrong with starting Dungeons and Dragons games in a tavern. Why not? I, if I'm going to start anywhere, I'd like to have a beer before I set off on an adventure. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that will, and that'll, that's just going to be you and I. We're not going to have a guest for that. We might have a guest. I think we'll start it off. But I mean, I think if once again, just like previous uh, projects, if we have a topic and the right person's around to contribute sure. to it, we're crazy not to take advantage of that. But I think it's one of those things where we'll talk about sort of the baby steps of homebrewing. And so it doesn't seem so daunting to anybody. And we're going to be using my homebrew world, Acheon, as an, as sort of an example. So anytime we go like, how would you do this? We're going to try to reference uh, Acheon, which is a homebrew game that uh, that I started running recently. And actually, I'm going to a local gaming store to run session one of Acheon tonight. So that, that'll be fun. Fantastic. I'll, and I think it's nice I'll because you're able to provide... To You'll have be able to provide actual real world examples, much like Unearthed Inspiration. You can talk about here's how I started building, and here's an actual example of how I utilize that. And we don't know how it's exactly going to come to pass, but we may then post some of this homebrew material onto our uh, coffee page. I think so. I think yeah. it, Acheon's a really neat project, and I think a lot of people would benefit from being able to look behind the scenes and see how it was sort of constructed. Sure. So I think that's. I think that's pretty much what we came here to do right we've set out we've talked about the sort of the changes for season three we've already started recording we have some episodes already ready to go we intended debut i'm not going to give an exact date but look for us in the end of may i think may is going to be a really productive month i'm pretty excited about may yeah so look for us look for new episodes of old men rolling dice in the end of may check us out on youtube check us out on twitch but most importantly if you want to learn about old men rolling dice our sort of home base is Instagram. We have created a really great community there on Instagram. I do stupid reels. Hopefully they make you laugh. We do some lives. We collab with lots of other Instagrammers. If you're ever looking to get in touch with us, you have a question or you just want to be involved in, in one of the projects we're doing, Instagram is probably one of the best ways to get in touch with us. Yeah, and we should maybe put that out there. We are regularly on Instagrams saying looking for players for X upcoming game. Well, because a lot of times what we're doing is we're trying a new game or a new system or a one shot. So it's not just a learning experience for us. We get to share that with the people we're online with. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone is welcome at our table. Uh, we, we may be old men. We may be grognards to some degree, but we are not gatekeepers. Everyone is welcome at our table to play, whether, uh, you know, where you're from doesn't matter. Who you are doesn't matter. We, uh, we want to roll dice with you. Absolutely. The more people involved in, in the, uh, the hobby, the better it is for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope you enjoy season three of Old Men Rolling Dice.